0: Welcome to the Drinks with Jess podcast. This is Jess Brandes, your host, and this is where we bring the LGBT community together and its allies to share in each other's missions and help each other grow. Happy Sunday. We are actually recording this on Tuesday, and there is a specific reason why. But if you are new to listening to this show or watching this show, please go on to dwjphl.com for all of our social media links, links to our archive shows, as well as Drinks with Jess Swag including the Destroy the Box t-shirt, mugs, everything. Uh, we will have more stuff coming out, so don't you worry, especially a, a special election t-shirt, which we're going to get to today. You can also find us on com slash be-the-voice for more information about this show and all the other shows on the Be The Voice podcast network. We are taping in my backyard today because we are social distancing, and I am here with none other then Nathan James, my favorite journalist, Huffington Post, Hollywood Digest, BuzzFeed, NBC Out, you name it, he is there. And we were actually starting to do a show on the presidential debate. And then today we are actually taping on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry, on a Friday. You guys are going to hear this on a Sunday. But we woke up this morning to the October surprise of Mr. Trump, uh saying that he has now tested positive for coronavirus, so that will be a part of our conversation, which I'm sure is going to be very interesting. So, Nathan, thank you so much for coming out and coming on. How are you, sir?
1: I am doing well. Jess, it's such a beautiful afternoon, and I'm happy to be here with you.
0: We we're good. I'll tell you something. I woke up at 3.30 this morning, and, of course, I stream MSNBC into my bedroom as I sleep because I'm a political nut and a news nut. And I thought I was dreaming. I thought I was dreaming. I have been up since 3, and I normally get up at 3.30. I didn't even work out this morning until like 8. Normally by 3.30, I'm on the treadmill after a cup of coffee. This morning, I brought my coffee up to my bedroom. I sat there for two hours with nacho listening to the news all morning. So let's let's jump to this. Um, actually, I don't know. Where do you want to start first? Because we have so much to cover today.
1: Yes, we do. There's a lot going on in Trump's tweet last night that he was positive for COVID-19 just tops everything off. It's been a wild week.
0: Listen, 2020, There there is nothing impossible in 2020. But let, let's backtrack a little bit because... On Tuesday night we did have the first presidential debate which I thought was deplorable. I know most journalists out there have now brought swearing back into fashion on the national news and in the headlines yep. because the um I think the perfect saying was shit show uh which I <laughs> I actually laughed at for all the times that my mother says to me I shouldn't swear when I do my show. Now it's all out there with everybody else. So I was You can say
1: that on cable now.
0: I know and I was very proud of all of them. But but it was something that I think a lot of Americans would have liked to have heard more information with substance to it, but Trump just wasn't allowing it and the fact that he was even arguing and even said maybe he's debating, you know, Chris Wallace, who's one of the best political journalists you can have even though he's with Fox News, but he is one of the best. I mean, it was I, I, there's no other word to explain it. It was a shit show. what do you think about it?
1: It was, how did, um. how did Jake Tapper describe it? He said it was a hot mess wrapped in a dumpster fire inside a train wreck.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it was a serious clown car situation. <laughs> it really but, was.
1: But, but you know, Trump, interrupted Chris Wallace 70 times—I'm sorry, he interrupted Biden 70 times, and he interrupted Chris Wallace another 16 times on top of that. Mm -hmm. So you have to really wonder, what was Trump hoping to accomplish by all this misbehavior?
0: Well, I think it was a typical distraction, as he normally does. You can't get to the actual plan and the actual information if he keeps interrupting. That's the thing. It's kind of like the smoke and mirrors, you know. I mean, think about it. Back in the day, he was in the casino industry in New Jersey, which he ran into the ground. But the casinos are a distraction. I mean, just the carpet alone makes me not want to sleep at night. You know what I mean? So he comes from this world of of publicity promotion. You speak the loudest. You look strong. I don't think he looks strong. I think he looked like a moron.
1: Um, you're right. You're right. And you know the thing is. Trump tries to compensate with bluster for his lack of knowledge and his lack of competence Mm -hmm. in very critical areas of our government. Of course, the low point of the debate was when Chris Wallace put him on the spot and said, will you condemn white supremacy and militia groups? And Trump, despite being asked three separate times by Chris Wallace and Joe Biden, he wouldn't do it. And in fact, Gave the Proud Boys their marching orders. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, there there were a whole bunch of things said, and I think Biden was really trying to be dignified and stand his ground because he is very diplomatic, but there was a point where I was very proud, and I think there were a lot of Democrats out there cheering as soon as he said, would you shut up, man? <laughs> because, like, first of all, I would say that to one of my friends who's talking too much. Like, it, it, Biden is a down-home guy and and I really love the fact that he said it and called him a clown which you know many of us have already said and it was real and it was honest and the fact that he was trying to take over not over the moderator's part but Joe Biden's part it just it didn't seem to be a a proactive nor a positive look at presidential debates i mean never in history have we had a debate carried on in this way but it does show This is how he behaves, and he's supposed to be the leader of one of the best nations in the entire world. What does that say about about his followers?
1: Well, Trump's followers are not going to be phased one way or the other by Trump's conduct. In fact, they've come to expect it from him. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to change their opinion of him. In fact, they cheer him on. When he bullies people, when he steamrolls people, when he behaves the way we've come to be used to Trump behaving. Now, the undecided voters, yeah, Biden, just by being calm and cool and collected, he had a lot more patience for Trump than I would have.
0: I'm surprised Chris Wallace didn't shut him down earlier.
1: I'm surprised, too. I believe I said before that Chris Wallace waited too long to stand up to Trump, Mm -hmm. way too long. And... I would not have had the patience to sit there and take that from Trump. You know, if you're the moderator, you're in control of the show. You decide what happens. I would have said, Mr. President, if you don't stop this outrageous conduct, I'm going to end this right here and now.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, and you know this, for 17 years, I was a public high school teacher. And I saw how those kids behaved. I've seen how people in elementary school and middle school behaved. I have never seen a display like this. And Chris Wallace was kind of acting at that point like a teacher and and kind of holding his hand saying, oh, Mr. Trump, you're going to like this next question. And to see that, I mean, I'm surprised Trump's not embarrassed and feels degraded by that because Chris Wallace was at that point when he would say those things— actually talking to him as if it was like a teacher to a young student.
1: He was pandering to Trump in an attempt to get Trump to rein himself in, Mm -hmm. but Trump's not going to do that, number one. And number two, that's not for Chris Wallace Mm -hmm. to do. It's for Chris Wallace or any other moderator Mm -hmm. to be tough with a candidate who is deliberately breaking the rules over and over and over again Mm -hmm. because— Number one, that's not fair to Biden. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's not fair to us, the constituents who are trying to watch the debate.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, By the way, we are taping outside. We are practicing social distancing. And you can hear Nacho in the background barking and our neighbor Apollo, who's also barking, because, you know, right now they're upset with the Postal Service. Which, by the way, leads me to our next question. There has been, because during the debate, I know that Trump said bad things happen in Philadelphia, and (laughs) we just had something that came out as far as the mail-in ballots and voting in Philadelphia. So why don't you go into specifics about that? Because, I mean, this is something that might happen in other, especially Democratic cities and towns.
1: Trump says bad things are happening in Philadelphia because he is making them happen. He is suing the city of Philadelphia because they wouldn't let his, quote, poll observers come into the election office.
0: The to vigilantes? See what's going on. Vigilantes?
1: Vigilantes, brown shirts, whatever you want to call them. They're certainly not there for anything altruistic. They're not there to do anything good. Mm-hmm. They're there to intimidate, to discourage, to turn people away by making them think they're going to have these individuals breathing down their necks Mm -hmm. while they're trying to fill out their ballot.
0: I'm actually kind of concerned now, Nathan, because normally I would go to our polling place. This year I did my application for my mail-in ballot. But at the same time, with the way the postal service is being run and the fact that In in this area, you know, we're in Delaware County, so there are, you know, a lot of Republicans here, even though we turned blue. You know, it's kind of like, okay, do I trust that the mail-in ballots are going to be counted? Because in Pennsylvania, they don't even open them until Election Day. So with the influx of ballots, are they going to be able to count them? And is Trump going to allow them to be counted? And number two, do I risk myself between COVID and vigilantes going to the polls? It's kind of like, I feel like there's a toss-up here. Like, no matter what you do, it's not going to be the right decision.
1: Hey, Jess, when does Rod Serling come out from behind the curtain? (laughs) But seriously, you're right. You're right. You have to, on the one hand, say, do I go to the polls in person and vote there and maybe get COVID and get sick? Mm -hmm. Or do I drop off my absentee or mail-in ballot? and risk dealing with Trump's thugs. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to interject one thing here. If you're in Pennsylvania and you're voting by mail, remember, the ballot goes in the privacy envelope and then you mm-hmm. put it in the mailing envelope. You have to do it that way so that it can be counted. Otherwise, Trump schools are going to find a way to get that thrown out as a naked ballot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 very discerning to a lot of people and I know we're we're coming close to the time. We're we're about what thirty-two, thirty-one days out, um, which leads us to the next half of our show because as of today, while we're taping, President Trump said that he and his wife Melania tested positive for coronavirus. And I know a lot of other uh people, especially uh the GOP Senate Um, are starting to get their test results back. And, you know, this is going to weigh in. I know this is going to weigh in in several different ways on the election, I'm sure. But this was the October surprise. So surprise, we're taping on the day that it actually happened. And we will be right back with more Drinks with Jess. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Drinks with Jess podcast. Again, this is Jess Brandt, your host. This is where we bring the LGBT community together and its allies to share in each other's missions and help each other grow. Thank you for sticking with us. I am here with journalist Nathan James, my favorite man to talk about uh, political news with. Uh, news, gossip, you name it. I mean, when it comes to political issues. You're you're my guy. And I love how you're wearing your vote hat. In the first half of the show, we covered just the shit show of the debate between Biden and Trump. And here's the thing. We're looking at the vice presidential debate happening this coming week, which you're actually coming here for a viewing party if they actually have the debate at this point with all the news today. And I feel like it would be... One of the most watched debates, not only because people are so excited to see what happens between Pence and Harris. And I am a huge fan of Harris. I was a fan of hers when she decided to run for president. I am just a phenomenal fan of hers. I think she's fantastic. And he doesn't speak very much. He's like a robot. I think I've heard him speak three times in three and a half years. So this would be easy. Nobody would have to put anybody on mute. Or anything else. But here's the thing. Trump has come out with the news that he tested positive for coronavirus along with his wife. Uh, That news came out last night, late last night, after the news dump. It was probably about like 11.15, I think, or so when it came out. So a lot of the news cycle was hitting it this morning. How is this going to affect the next debate because obviously he has to quarantine he's got a quarantine for at least 14 days he's now starting to show mild symptoms from what they say but the next debate is 13 days away so how is this going to change the next couple of weeks of the campaigning and election process
1: well for trump Obviously, he has to deal with the onset of COVID because they're reporting now that he's starting to show symptoms. That's one thing. The next thing is the 14-day quarantine. That is half of the remaining election cycle. Mm-hmm. So that means Trump's not going to be able to go out and campaign like he wants to in front of large groups of people, mm-hmm. in big cities. he're going to have to do it from the White House virtually.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, though, and, and I love how you say that because— He did go to New Jersey yesterday. Um, Again, we are taping on a Friday. You guys are hearing this on a Sunday. But he did go to New Jersey yesterday when he already knew that Hope Hicks, one of his advisors, who he's very close with, tested positive. He still went. She got her test results yesterday morning, and he still went to this fundraiser in New Jersey. So how is he going to play that off? Because he just exposed a lot of people, including donors.
1: Well, number one, it's going to depend on how well he is over the next several weeks as to how much you can do, what he can say, and how much of his message you can get across. Now, on the other hand, one of the things Trump will get is he will get Uninterrupted media coverage for at least the next 14 days. This is going to knock Biden right out of the media cycle.
0: But Biden did test negative this morning. Yes, he did. And I'm yes, sure he, he will take tests every day too. Yeah,
1: yeah. He will get the same type of test that Trump and his cabinet have been receiving. As a national presidential candidate, he's entitled to that. He gets his results back the same day. Mm-hmm. So. He he monitors closely, and he's been following the protocol. He's been social distancing, mm-hmm. wearing the mask. He doesn't have these big rallies. So I think he should fare pretty
0: well. Yeah, he's a pretty healthy guy.
1: Yes, he is. I mean, he's
0: only two years older than Trump. And uh, on CNN this morning when uh, at 3 a.m. when I heard or 3.30 a.m. when I heard the news and I went on to CNN.com and the first article said, well, you know, Trump is in a high risk category because he's 74 years old and he's obese. And I'm sure he doesn't like to hear that. I'm sure he likes to, you know, he has touted the fact that he's like the most healthy president that we've ever had, which if you've ever seen the pictures of Obama next to Trump, huge difference we're Mm -hmm. talking 243-pound difference. That's a big thing. So do you think this is going to change his message on the coronavirus itself? Because for now, he's touted, oh, you don't have to wear masks. Don't worry about social distancing. I'm going to have all these rallies. We don't have to worry about how many people. We don't have to worry about schools. I mean, there was a point, and it was a very quick point. I woke up this morning saw the news, and I said, am I dreaming? And then when I realized I was fully awake, I said, okay, is it true? Because for me, I'm thinking it is so close to the end, and he has done everything to derail this election. Is this actually true? If it is, I mean, I don't wish ill will upon anybody. I don't. But if it's not true... That is not something to make fun of or use for your personal gain. You're
1: right. You're right. Now, here's the thing about that. I don't personally put anything past Trump. Trump has already shown us what kind of a character he is. He has told so many lies about so many things so often that it's hard to take him at his word. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm tending still to give him a little bit of benefit of doubt because they are reporting now again that he is symptomatic.
0: Mm-hmm. And Melania and, is now symptomatic, and according Melania's, to report.
1: Melania, too. So I would tend to think that, that, yes, for once, Trump is actually telling the truth about something. Mm-hmm. That being said, you're right. If he was faking this for sympathy... Like the October surprise that people were alluding to about two weeks ago. Right. Then this is beneath even what somebody like Trump would be expected to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Yeah, I would figure that was the, the lowest of the low. And along with this, I mean... Other people, especially the GOP senators, are coming out. Some test negative. Now somebody like Michael Lee has come out and tested positive, and he just met with the Supreme Court nominee that Trump's been trying to push through, and that that's that confirmation's supposed to start in a couple of weeks, and yet now she's been in the room, whether she's the spreader or she's been in the room in the past couple of days with all these other people who have tested positive. I feel like and and I saw this on Twitter this morning because there was a wonderful picture of Pelosi and it was uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's picture and some of the women of the house. And they're all in white and they have masks and they're doing like a little tribute to Ruth or the justice or the super diva as her sweatshirt when she works out always says, oh, God, I miss that woman. But I feel like this is like a Hail Mary from heaven. Like Ruth is saying, I am not going to let this guy put this woman in my place when I'm the iconic one. Let's see what kind of fun I can have from up here and what kind of power I have. Because now she met with Michael Lee on, I think, Tuesday, and now he just tested positive. So what's that going to say about the Supreme Court nominee? Because I know that that has a lot to do with how we look at healthcare, LGBT rights, women's rights, mm-hmm. minority rights. I mean, it just in general, this is not a woman who is distinguishable enough to take an iconic woman's place in the most important structure in our government
1: there is so much to unpack here
0: there's a lot there's i can't so even mention her name here. i know i just want to call her like amy i just want to call her linda or karen well you're like right. amy stopping a linda and stopping a karen just
1: yeah, we don't want to conjure her up by mentioning her name too much, but you're right. A lot of the rights that we enjoy today, especially in the LGBT community, are protected only by case law. Roe v. Wade, abortion mm-hmm. rights. Lawrence v. Texas, decriminalization of homosexuality. Mm-hmm.
0: And some Obergefell, of these are actually coming up before the election. Yes,
1: yep, yep. Obergefell v. Hodges is already in... in Preliminary arguments. Mm-hmm. They have an agenda. They want to take away marriage equality, abortion rights, and a six to three supermajority with Amy on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. start making gays, lesbians, bisexuals, transgender people illegal again. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to get into trans rights because Trump has already reversed Obama on trans in the military. Mm-hmm. So imagine what the Supreme Court, with three of his judges on it, is going to do to yeah. the transgender community.
0: And he actually touted during the debate that he's put over 300 judges in the federal courts across the nation, which is very scary. Because a lot of the times they go to the, the, the federal courts in that state rather than the Supreme Court. And I just – I feel as if, especially because she said that she would not recuse herself – When it comes to the election, she will not recuse herself, and she should.
1: That is such a huge red flag for me. As far as, we know she's being rushed through confirmation so that she can have an influence on the outcome of the election should the election end up in the Supreme Court, which I think it will if it's a close one. And she's already saying she's not recusing herself, but think about this. This is a woman who, if she's on the Supreme Court and she's hearing an election case... She's beholden to Trump for a lifetime judicial appointment. Right. Hardly an impartial jurist. Hardly somebody who can approach this with an open mind. Mm-hmm. She is there to rubber stamp whatever Trump and his lawyers demand, and that's what's going to happen.
0: You know, you know what I hope happens? I hope that that with everything going on, she doesn't get the confirmation, regardless whether it's she doesn't get the votes Or because of the coronavirus situation, it gets pushed back. And I hope Garland gets another chance.
1: A long shot. A long
0: shot. I mean, I would would love to see that.
1: Trump, sick in bed with COVID, is only going to encourage Mitch McConnell to move even faster on confirmation. And what he's going to do is he's going to try to deliver that third judge to Trump by the end of this month. Mm Mm-hmm. Three days before that Well, the
0: you know what? If she ends up, and I know that she tested negative, but since she's been in communication with all these people, some of which have been now tested oh, positive. I, I'm pretty sure. She she was in meetings with Mitch McConnell. So I know turtles live forever, but there's gotta be there's there's gotta be a way. Like RBG. Take us out. Mic drop. Like that's what I want to see. I wanna see a mic drop from the sky.
1: Well, they've got to have Amy on damn near house arrest at this point. Mm -hmm. She's got to be locked away so she doesn't catch so much as a cold. Yeah. That's got to be their strategy. But Mm -hmm. you're right. You know, it's kind of ironic, and I've seen this on social media, that Trump has nominated a woman who is looking to get a position on the Supreme Court that was opened up for her Mm -hmm. by the last
0: judge, the one she's going to replace. What she, I, I'm sorry, she does not have the merit to replace RBG. I have a, I, I, like, in my mind, nobody can replace her seat. Like, there should just be a plaque saying nobody sits here. Because RBG, out of all of the justices on the Supreme Court, that woman is a historical figure. I mean, I, Roberts, Roberts is, he, he's doing his thing. Sotomayor. Fantastic. But I'm telling you right now, on that entire Supreme Court, there is not one person who has made such a movement as Ruth Bader Ginsburg over all these decades. Not one.
1: You're right. And she has been a participant. in. I feel like I should imprint
0: her on my (laughs) T-shirt.
1: Yep. And and then she has been a participant in some of the most momentous decisions in recent years, even going so far as to work on them from her hospital bed, which impressed me tremendously.
0: She's and a boss. She was. She's a boss.
1: There's only one RBG. There's
0: only one. We miss her. We really do. I
1: I, I missed her the day she died.
0: I was in mourning for a whole weekend. My neighbor actually called me and. And when I answered the phone, she said, are you okay? It wasn't just hello. It wasn't hi. It wasn't good morning. The first words out of her mouth are, are you okay? Because I heard. It was awful. My sister, who is not a big fan of politics and of the news, she actually screamed no in her house when her husband told her that it happened. He woke her up and told her. I mean, that's how much of an effect this woman had on people. I mean, she was a hero. She's an icon. She was extreme intelligence, extreme diligence. And I can tell you, I mean, nothing set her back. I mean, she went through cancer how many times? And I'm a cancer survivor. She went through cancer sem- so many times, but yet she still continued to work and you, did her you thing. You
1: touched on something. You said you were a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. ACA, Obamacare, comes before the Supreme Court in the new term. Correct. Six to three supermajority, Trump's judge, Mm -hmm. Trump's judge, and Trump's judge. Think they won't waste any time taking away Obamacare, bringing back what we had before where they have recession, Mm -hmm. they can deny you for a pre-existing condition, Mm -hmm. do away with the individual mandate, and we're back making the insurance companies fat and rich again.
0: Of course we are. They're going to be allowed to be. I mean, that's how it works. That's how it works. So what we want to do is we want to encourage all of you to make sure that you vote, whether it's by mail-in, whether it's by going to the polls. Do what you feel safe doing and hope that it's not going to be screwed with. I mean, that's my hope. Like, I'm really worried about these mail-in ballots. I, I really am. Like, depending on the state. But it's really important to get your voice heard because we have so many issues that we are looking at. All Americans are looking at it. It doesn't matter if you're Democratic or Republican. Everybody goes through cancer. You know, it doesn't matter what party you are. Somebody out there, whether it's you or somebody in your family or one of your friends, goes through something like cancer or AIDS in our community or now coronavirus. Those will all be pre-existing conditions, and that's something that is, when we say it's on the ballot, you don't have to sit there and check it off. But it's there in who you vote for, and I think that's the important part because we want to make sure that all of you go out there and do your, actually, not even duty, your right to get out there and vote. Nathan, do you want to hit me up with that? Yep.
1: I I can't stress it enough. That's why I have my hat. Get in that voting booth, close the curtain, and pull that lever or mail in your ballot. Or drop it off. Or drop it off. Nothing is more important.
0: Yeah. We we are actually voting for our lives and I don't think any thought in my head since nineteen seventy six when I was born ever said to me, You are now voting for your life. I mean, I know working out for my life, I know, you know, going past obstacles for your life, but I never thought in a million years that I would say, I am voting for my life and we actually are. We actually are. So it's really important that all of you get out there, vote. We will be seeing you soon. Um, I will be recording during my um, live watch, actually, of the VP uh, debate. If we actually have it, we're going to watch the news and see if we do. And if we do, Nathan's going to be here with me, uh, with a couple of other people, and we will make it happen. But otherwise, I hope all of you take it easy. Stay safe. Stay calm. Stay home. Mask up, love your neighbors, and we'll talk to you soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?